It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Friday, October 6th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is wondering if this Flyers team is indeed ready for the regular season. That's a good question. We'll get into last night's final preseason game. We'll talk about that and what they should work on for this next week off all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on all your favorite social media apps at Sportsology. And we are pretty much everywhere at Locked On Flyers, Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, you name it, we are there. Subscribe or follow us for free over on YouTube or on the SiriusXM app. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, subscribe to get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Russ, we did get one surprise in the lineup for last night's final preseason game. We learned that Rasmus Ristolainen is a little nicked up. They said he could have played, but just for precautionary reasons, they kept him out of the lineup. And who should check in but Emil Andre, which was interesting to me because... The guys that were slated to sit for that game were Bobby Brink, uh, Wade Allison, Igor Zamula, and Emil Andre. And like you could have one of two thoughts, right, with the decision to put Andre in. They wanted to give him one more shot. They wanted to see him, and they're going to send him down. Or, like, and they know they're already keeping Zamula, so they didn't want right. to see it. Or there's still a question there. And and they already feel like they know what Zamula is. And I kind of went back and forth with how to interpret that. Yeah, I'm not really sure how to interpret it. I, I'm not going to read too much into it, to be honest. I think they chose him because, hey, it's worth it to see him another time. And, you know, and he looked pretty good. So I think it was a good decision. Yeah, I do think so. In, in the end, it was a good decision. Um, I do think, however that uh, looking at the D pairings that should have been with York and Risto, Stahl and Sanheim, Sealer, Walker, to what it wound up being with, I, I did not like oh, the pairings they chose no, I didn't. with this combination of people. I just thought it was awkward. I mean, luckily, they didn't face a team that had um, really any speed or any goal scoring on it, or they could have been in trouble that way. Yeah, that is really like the main thing with this game. It was the probably weakest version of the Islanders you were going to get. And the Islanders definitely have some outstanding questions with their prospects. And they just threw them all in and barely sent anybody uh, except for like the Sezikis line, I want to say. Right. No, it's true. Um, You know, Samuel Bolduc will make the team. And, you know, we talked about. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it is what it is. But the Flyers did what they needed to do. Yeah, I think so. And I think that's the the flip side of it, right, is that the Flyers were lucky and they got a slow Islanders team so that the speed kind of matched up 
which is not going to happen very much during the regular season based on the speed of, of the other teams in the NHL. But that being said, they dominated in the stats that they should have dominated in, in a game like this that was so mismatched. Um, you look at the scoring chances, you look at the shots on goal, you even look at how many of them were high danger. You don't ever see the Flyers go up on a team 18 to three in high danger chances. Now, the Flyers did spend a lot of time on the power play, so you kind of have to mentally factor that in as well. But still, um, if you look at them five on five, those high danger chances were still 14 to three mm-hmm. in this one. So, but against, you know, this matchup, I think, you know, they, they got the job done. They did. They did. I, I still found some things that I have to talk about that weren't great, but those all shone through and that was good. The other key thing about this game that I thought was super important, there was a few guys left on the roster that I thought it was really important that they get preseason goals in this one. And some of them did indeed get those goals. So we saw Noah Cates get one Mm -hmm. in. We saw Owen Tippett get one Mm -hmm. in. I thought that was huge for both of them, especially the way we've seen both of them work in this preseason. Um, And God bless them. They tried everything they could to get Tyson Forster a goal in this game, and it didn't quite get there. But I I did think, like, he came close a couple of times, especially on the power. He did, and, you know, he did get a point. Uh, Tippett, you know, it was nice. He got it on the rebound, so that was good. Yes. Um, but then again, he missed an open net, which wasn't good. <laughs> but, you know, these you know these are things that there were definitely definitely some sharpening that they need sharpening up that they need to do in the next week. Yeah, obviously that Sanheim turnover on that first Isles goal was not great, but I thought he recovered from that nicely and played pretty well the rest of the game. Defensively, yeah. I mean, yeah. he he missed three shots on net. Like he I saw a video the other day of Connor Bedard after practice shooting, 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 shooting. He needs to do it. York had two shots, two missed shots. The Flyers had 19 missed shots. I mean, they, they, some of those guys do need to practice shooting because they're missing good opportunities. Like, you know, this game, they definitely could have scored more. Like, you know, if you really think about it. Yeah, and I especially thought so in the third period yeah. uh, where they, they had a lot of wide shots yes. in the third period. And I wasn't sure whether they were letting up a little bit because of the score of the game. Um, I don't think they were, though. I, I mean, they were just really an accuracy I problem. think it's an accuracy problem because I saw it at different points in the game. And like York on the power play, you know, just missing a shot or, you know, I just I saw it at different points in the game, so I didn't think it was completely that. Yeah, and I think uh, you know, as far as the defensemen and the scoring and the shooting, that's why I thought like some of these pairings didn't make sense in a lot that of ways. That could be affecting it a little bit. Yeah, because I just especially a pairing like York and Sanheim, I just don't think that's ideal because they're both wanting to step up right. offensively. And then that leads to them maybe getting caught or them taking hurried shots because they're not sure who's going to get back in that situation. And I just felt like that didn't work. And then you had like Nick Sealer out there where you only really notice him. Well, at least in my opinion, you only really notice him when they're already in the offensive zone. Like I don't notice him in the defensive zone or even the beginnings of the neutral zone. But once they're set up offensively, 
for the Flyers. Then all of a sudden I see Nick Sealer net. Right. Front, and I'm like, you are not a forward this game, sir. Yeah. Like you need to act like a defense. Yeah. And Walker was just dreadful. I mean, there's no other word for it. Sean Walker bringing the puck up the ice was dreadful. Uh, he, it was like a brick wall. Every time he got to the neutral zone, some Islander turned into a brick yeah. wall for him. It was just bad. Which given, again, given this Islander lineup and who was in it, that's not great for Sean Walker. No, it, it's not. It wasn't good for him. Another failed strategy, and I don't think they should be putting him in this spot right now, is feeding the puck back to Couturier to get the offensive, get him to gain the zone. He's just not fast enough right now. He doesn't have the stick work with the speed to fool anybody. And you saw when he was trying to do that, they could get the puck away from him. He's he's not as strong on the puck as he used to be because he's a bit slower. And that's something where he's got to play a different role on the power play. That shouldn't be his role. Right. And I think that's sort of been a perennial problem for the Flyers when they try that slingshot technique is that they don't or they haven't had enough people that are good enough at skating fast through the neutral zone to do the zone entry. Connecting is that guy. Right. Right. But then if you dish it to Couturier who can't do it, then that negates the play. Right. So I think that that is a problem with that strategy for the flyers. If they're not, it's a strategy. You know, it's fine to have out there. It's just a failed strategy. Right. Cause I, I did think in this game, Power, the first power play unit looked a lot better than they have in previous games. Again, got to look at quality of competition. Yeah. But at the same time, I just felt like they were a little sharper yeah. than they have been. And I didn't notice a huge difference between power play one and power play. No, two. I think that's fair. And puck movement was good. And there was some good things happening. They were getting shots. They weren't getting like one and dones. They were doing better at possessing the puck. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, we've got a bunch more to get to with some key players. And and we're going to ask, are they ready? Are the Flyers ready? We are going to do that coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. I look better and feel great wearing Bird Dog shorts and pants. Their stretchy fabric make my legs look great. And they're comfier than my other shorts and pants. They're really good. They're good for long term. I like them on hikes. I like them on long car rides. I like them when I'm tailgating. Uh, you really do forget you have them on, and the anti-sweat wicking fabric is really cool and keeps you dry all day long, so that's great. Uh, go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL and enter promo code LockedOnNHL for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise you. Coming up on the show next week, of course, Monday, we'll have our nemesis of the week, but Monday is also the roster deadline. So we'll talk about any potential surprises for the Flyers. And then on Tuesday, we'll have our NHL season predictions as the regular season begins that night. So, Russ, we've talked a little bit about Tyson Forrester in this particular game. You know, I I think he was just doing the most everywhere and anywhere, um, again, trying to get that goal, but also just trying to play well and show that he deserves to be in the lineup. And, I, you know, I, I think that he will end up making this roster. I think it feels like that that is the decision that they have made, and they're just trying to figure out where he fits 
in the lineup. And I will say again and again that I feel he needs to be with Morgan Frost in order to be at his best. And they did not do that for portions of this game. And I noticed it. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, and Frost was playing great. So that's that's another thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do agree with you. I do think Foster is going to make the team. And that's not a slight against Brink if he doesn't make it and all of a sudden Allison is there. It's just about sliding in size. And the one thing is the role that they want Forster to play is for a bigger guy at the moment. Like it just is. They have guys like Atkinson. They have other guys bring size. And, you know, right now they actually need a guy like Forster more because he is able to hold on to the puck in the offensive zone a little bit more. And and that makes a difference because this team sometimes gives it up too easy. So I do think, you know, the coaching staff's going to look at it, and I do think you're right. I think that's why they were looking to sort of light him up. And at least on the five-on-three, he was helping in the process of it. He just didn't score. So I think that was enough. I do too. And to your point, I absolutely think that he was more active in the playmaking in this game, especially on the power play. And I feel like he was just smarter with what he was doing out there, um, but not delaying decisions too much that the puck was then stripped. I I felt like he was just a little quicker in his decision-making. And and I think that that is what, again, they want out of him. And and so that's just why I think he'll make the team Um, for Emil Andre. Again, I thought it was a pretty solid game. Um, he was active and involved offensively, but he still has some work to do on his defensive decision-making, and I think that's ultimately why he won't make the team. But it doesn't mean he's not a good player. He just has a little bit to work on. He does. I and mean, so he, despite, he's really close. Yeah. He looked good. No no harm going down. Uh, if he came up after like 30, 40 games, I'd be fine with that. Absolutely. And for some of the vets, uh, I hate to call Owen Tippett a vet because he's still a younger-ish guy, but a returnee, let's say. Uh, I will say that it was really good to see him follow up on that mm-hmm. shot to get the goal because I think last beginning of last year, he might have curled off and not kept his eye on the puck for the follow-up shot. So fair. I think that was a good thing. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's um, accurate. You know, I want to mention, you know, for all these people that wanted to possibly trade Morgan Frost in a Shane Pinto deal. Like you could just see, like, again, to tell you how much the Flyers have been lacking a playmaker for the last, you know, five years, you know, even, you know, after Giroux for sure. But even before then, they needed somebody else after, you know, Voracek left. And there is good playmaking in Frost. It's there. It just has to come out a little more. In this game, it was a little easier to come out because of who they were facing. But the Flyers played – the Flyers – the Islanders played most of their defensemen, actually. So um, some of those plays, that innate playmaking was really good. And that's why you don't get rid of a Morgan Frost. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, I, I feel like I'm going to reluctantly grow to love this fourth line because – Yeah, it's a really good fourth line. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, they are, and they are fun to watch. They are active out. The forechecking is a lot of fun. I think Hathaway is adding an extra dimension to it that it's not just physical. There's skill there. Like Ryan Paling is skilled. Yeah, no, there's, there's and, skill there. There's no question about it. It's just, again, yeah. you know, they're going to go to it too much. They're going to, you know, it, there's some things that it's going to take away from development-wise. But, yeah, it'll be fun for fans to watch, no doubt. 
Yeah, I think that's where the problem is going to be, is that they're going to be so much fun that I'm going to try and push that yeah. effect to the side. But let's just enjoy the ride yeah. for this oh, season with fun. that line. Because if we're going to get it, we might as well enjoy no. it, right? Yeah. And I genuinely hope Ryan Paling has a, a tremendous season. I think that be great to see. it would be great to see just for him personally and just the road he's taken. And so, and if it helps the Flyers, like even better. So uh, I am certainly rooting for him. Me too. I've been rooting season. for him for a while now, honestly. I do want to talk about Carter Hart a little bit because uh, I thought, you know, obviously he didn't face a no. ton of shots in this game and he I think does better when he's a little bit more active in in games but um you know made a couple little yeah a little couple lazy mistakes yeah Yeah. which has been a weakness of his but I think that it's just something he needs to clean up a little bit but I also think he doesn't make those mistakes if he's more active and engaged in a game I, I think that you know he would not think to have the time to make a passing play rather than just pushing the puck into the corner mm-hmm. and with a faster, if he's facing a faster team and not a slow depleted Islanders lineup. Yeah. I think that's fair. I, make those plays. I think you make a good point that when the season starts, he's going to face a lot more shots. He's, he's just gonna. Right. So part of that will correct itself, but his stick works just, they do need to get with him and just tell him to take the easy route with that. And the defenseman really should be working with him to do that. I mean, he does have a weakness there. There's no doubt about it. And if he and if he thinks about it for a second, then there's a problem. Yeah. Oh, there was also a moment in the game last night where uh, I believe the Flyers were on the penalty kill and a puck bounced off Sanheim. And it was like very lucky that it didn't go yeah. in. And the two of them, their Hart and Sandheim's interaction after that was hilarious. Yeah. And you could, Carter Hart was like, "Don't do that again, yeah. man." And Sandheim's like, "Sorry, buddy." Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, just yeah, the communication though really is something that has to you just get buttoned up a, a little, little bit, bit yeah. there. Given all of this, and we've talked about a lot of the guys on the team uh, in this show so far. Not everybody, but. I feel like there's enough information here based on what we've seen in the preseason to really answer the question, are the Flyers ready for the regular season? Uh, Do you have a short or longer answer for that My short answer is mostly. um, My long answer is I still feel like they're making some of the same mistakes as last year with the same coaching staff. So it's a mix. Yeah, I can see that. I I think you're right. They're mostly ready. I think in a lot of ways, you know, they're as good as they're going to get. And they just need to play regular season hockey and get more comfortable with each other. Um, In other ways, I feel like they're not ready because it's very unclear to me what the lines are going to be and what the D pairings are going to be. And and I think that's a big I think you're closer on the D pairings than the lines. Yes, that is definitely true. I just feel like that's a big part of the preseason is figuring all that out and doing that in game time situations that they have this week ahead, which we'll get to, but I think it's just the way it's going to be. Right. So I feel like there's a few more questions than I would like to see at this point. But I feel like as far as this team and who they are, I mean, we're pretty, we're pretty close, right? 
And I feel like as far as, you know, the other thing that training camp is supposed to do, and that's supposed to sort of create the team identity and get everybody working together well and, you know, creating a bond between teammates. Like, how do you feel about that? As they don't really as have a team identity yet. Like, other than they play hard and that's it, I don't know what an opposing team is going to say when they're putting up their three-point bullet points about the Flyers. I think they're going to say, you know, Carter Hart's a pretty good goalie. Uh, this team plays hard and watch out for the fourth line. Honestly, I think that's what they're going to say. That's not a bad summary for those th- keys to <laughs> the competition <laughs> slide that will go up yep. on visiting broadcast. I'll have to uh, check that out on the Columbus broadcast for, for game one to see what they say about the Flyers. I'll probably say didn't pick David Yurichek as <laughs> one of the bullet points. Our name's up there. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we have a whole week until the next game, which is the first game of the regular season. So that's but a lot of time. Like I do not like this. Yeah, so the the Flyers have a lot of time to work on things. So we're going to give them a to-do list of things that they need to work on coming up next. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team? And if you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search. As soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Indeed knows when you're growing your business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for those quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. That's Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application. Pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. So again, there's a whole week between the last preseason game for the Flyers and our first regular season game. And uh, I think it's a little unfair, I got to say, because some teams still have preseason games tonight. There's some on Saturday as well. And then the first Detroit was playing three in a row or something. Something like that. And then the first NHL regular season games are on Tuesday and the Flyers don't play till Thursday. So that's yeah. what's creating this whole week in between. Um, and of course, we have Monday where that opening day roster has to be set by 5 p.m. Well, that's supposedly going to be the big waivers day. We'll see what happens with all mm-hmm. of that. And we'll talk about that on the Monday show. But in the meantime, we got a whole week. So let's give the Flyers some homework assignments to work. Yeah, on. yeah, let's do it. And I would say number one for me is maybe because of their lack of speed, they got to shorten up and speed up their passing. A little bit because they're not going to be able to get passes through like even medium to long passes. They're just not going to get there. They're going to get intercepted. And so they really need to do some extra drills on short successive passing to get it up through the neutral zone. That used to be the Dave Hackstall way. And it might not be a bad idea here. Uh, I, I do agree with you. I think that that would be good 
I do think that that would help keep it moving, harder to defend. And I do think they have the guys capable of doing it that way. Long stretch passes, not as many guys can pull it. Yeah, I think they do have some guys who can. And I think as the season progresses, they can build confidence to be able to do it and pick their spots. I just think for right now, they got to stick to more of these short, quick passes. I think that's going to create more chances for success for them. Agreed. Uh, the other thing is defensive coverage, especially backdoor. I think that's been a problem for them over this preseason. And I think, you know, again, it's something that could and should get better as communication gets better between the goalies and and the defensemen. Of course, there was a lot of goalies working with them. And now that it's narrowed down to two, that should help with that learning process and the learning curve there. Uh, but also figuring out the defensive pairings to figure out who's going to cover the back door because we saw that a lot this preseason with wide open guys there. Yeah, I just think general traffic in front of the net, they should, be, they should do a better job with. So I'm with you on that. I feel like, you know, Stahl's going to do a decent job with that, but I feel like they're lacking it otherwise. Right. I, I, yeah, I think Stahl actually last night had a pretty good game on that front yeah. and was really good yeah. at the puck retrieval and mm-hmm. initiating the zone see exits. The moments where the lack of foot speed right. does cost a little bit and guys get in the zone and you just have to cover for that. But but he does have some other benefits too. Yeah, he just needs to dish it off quicker and have somebody else carry yeah. it out. Yeah. And, and he'll be fine. Um, I think the other think for me is special teams while they did have a much better night last night on the power play um, again looking at that quality of competition they're going to have to step it up against the better teams and the teams that have better penalty kills um, because I did see some times where they were just perimeter passing and not actively trying to make a play and especially in the previous games against the tougher competition against the devils against the Bruins um, they had a much harder time getting the puck into a quality shooting lane. And and so the more work they can do on that as set units, the better. Yeah, they don't really have that one guy with a killer instinct on the power play. They don't have it. Uh, you know, like you could see what Bedard does. You could see uh, what Ovechkin does, Zabanajad. There's plenty of guys in other teams where you know they're trying to get the puck to that guy. Flyers don't have that guy. Right. It's true. I, I think that... You know, there's a couple guys that could be that guy. It could be that guy. Like Konechny could be that guy. They have guys that could be that guy. Farabee at one time I thought could be that guy. But now he, I mean, we have to be fair. He's not the same player yet. So I think that'll take some time. But again, it's something they can work on. They've got a yeah. whole week. They might as well use the time yeah. wisely in, in order to do that. And on the penalty kill side of things, you know, we talked a little bit last season about them implementing a power kill, which they were mm-hmm. pretty successful at. They had a ton of shorthanded goals last year. Uh, but I feel like the personnel just isn't quite there this year in order to attack that as much. But I think that they have to work on that and try to at least be more aggressive on the penalty kill. I think so. I think you're right about that because I do think there'll be games where if they could get, you know, some scoring occasionally from that, it would really help. So I'm with you. I think that's something that's a that's a pretty big deal. Anything else you'd have them work on? Yeah, shooting. Like I said, just getting more shots on net. So let's have some shooting drills. I mean, you know, we see all these guys working after practice. I'm sure Flyers do it, but they got to do it with a coach there, you know, like they got to. And, yeah. you know, and I see, I saw even Bedard doing it with a coach there. So 
yeah, somebody's got to work with them on that. I think that's a big thing. I still think uh, the zone entry on the power play is a problem. Uh, it's been a problem for two years now, and it's still a problem. You know, I'm not against letting, you know, York bring up the puck up the ice. He's good at that. It's fine. If you want to let him do that and initially break the, into the zone and then go from there and no, don't slingshot it, I'm fine. If you want to just leave it up to him whether it should happen or not, that's fine. But you you, you got to know that you can't use someone like Couturier. It's got to be somebody who has actual foot speed because otherwise you're not going to put the opposition on their heels. You're just not. That is a fair assessment. All right, that will do it for today's show. Of course, we will be back on Monday with our Nemesis of the Week with a wrap-up of the roster deadline day. And uh, it's an exciting week ahead as the regular season begins. We'll have real games to talk about next week. Very excited about that as well. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. So send in any mailbag questions you have via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. You can email us at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail, or you can comment over on our YouTube channel. I am Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Have a great weekend, everyone.